0: You guys, I hate to interrupt the fight between the panelists. It's happening behind the scenes right now, but it is time for Chat. We have some big stuff to talk about today. This is going to be a super fun episode. It's going to be fast paced, and there's going to be a lot of maybe some differing opinions on how things should be handled. So we'll see if everybody continues to get along or if there's a little more infighting. Uh, We are talking today about the design phase Of your project um and that we just sort of have realized in chatting about this can mean a lot of things to different people so before we dive in let's do quick intros we'll go right around we'll start with mr eric hey
1: everybody as stephanie said my name is eric and uh really looking forward to talking about this especially figuring out everybody else's definition of what's included in design and and all of this so this is going to be an exciting episode for sure um i am broadcasting from san salvador here in central america it is a beautiful 85 degrees outside on this wonderful winter day um and so we're we're loving it yeah 85 degrees fahrenheit i don't know what that is in celsius i have no idea Um, 30 or
0: something i don't know
1: uh, well, I have no idea what is it in, in Celsius yeah it's 28 degrees uh, Celsius oh, and it's, and it's coming. Day. yeah but so anyway that uh, we're way off topic um so I own in transit as studios we're a web design and digital marketing agency we help local businesses get more customers and I also have resources for fellow web designers at finally awesome
2: Hey everyone, Tim Streifler here and I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California, where it is a beautiful 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, I don't yeah. normally say the weather, but Eric inspired me. Um, <laughs> we got partial clouds. Uh,
3: <laughs>
2: actually, I don't know. I haven't been outside today yet. So uh, <laughs> I know it's it's 80 because my watch told me. Um, You can find me online at DiviLife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, tutorials, and courses where we're currently having our summer sale for 20% off at DiviLife.com. Yeah, as Eric said, I'm excited for this topic as well. Um, And as Eric mentioned, to see what everyone's definition is for what the design phase is and what that looks like for for our own businesses. And it kind of reminded me it's very similar to uh like what we call ourselves as like web designers or web developers or website implementers right it means okay. something else to different people like i wouldn't call myself a web developer because i don't write i don't program i'm not an engineer i don't write code right i can do css i can break stuff right my team gets <laughs> mad at me when that happens Um, but I don't call myself a web developer, but I've heard other people call themselves web developers when all they're doing is installing WordPress and a theme. Right. So, um, anyways, I don't know why I decided to start talking about that, but kind of reminded me. So.
0: That's cool. Uh, Sarah, go. Hey guys. Sarah Oates here from into a web
3: studios. (laughs) Um, you might've seen me doing something crazy. I just got back from the coast um last night and I hadn't planned to come but then I was awake and you know it's a really fun topic and everyone else is gonna be here and I got all excited so I'm here but I don't know where my headphones are so then I had a tangle of three different sets of headphones so I'm in a world of like "Ah," but I'm really excited to be here endure.com.au or endure web on the socials
0: and Sarah we're so glad you're here too because we have for the first time in a very long time we've got a full panel
3: yeah. That, I, I was very excited to see that. And, um, yeah, so it's very exciting for, to be along Thanks here. for
0: making that magic happen for us.
4: I want to know My... what the weather's like. We're saying, Oh, is. yeah.
3: Oh, I did want to tell you. So it's minus five Celsius, which is <sighs> 23 Fahrenheit. You're welcome. That's freezing. Yeah. That's Canberra overnight. I don't yeah. actually reckon it's minus five right now. I reckon that was in the middle of the night. Well, it says it's four point, minus 4.9, but it'll be like two degrees by 9 AM so wow. <laughs> it's
4: winter Eric, and Eric, i hate Eric, winter Eric,
0: and i'm up i know <laughs> i hate winter mr devitt how's the weather well,
4: in the, UK? Well, the weather here in the fantastic uk <laughs> sunny i'm sure it's our summer and it's 18 <laughs> degrees celsius <laughs>
3: all right I mean, eighteen. That means nothing to I, mean, me. I need
4: to figure out what that is
3: that's a great winter that's a great winter if it was 18 for me today I'd be like yeah we're nailing winter yeah
2: there's a there four point four degrees Fahrenheit that's that's oh, that's lovely like
0: a, that is
4: not that's summer yeah, that's, that's an, lovely that's an LA winter Tim That's it? a good spring <laughs> or an
0: autumn yeah. I reckon
3: that's spring yeah. or autumn weather
4: yeah and and everywhere in Europe at the moment it's about 45 degrees Celsius, so it's gone Oof. heat wave everywhere except in the UK.
0: That's nice. nasty. That's it. I hate being hot, so that's there great. You. Yeah,
4: anyway. Hi, everyone. My name is Mike Devitt, and I'm the sales director, designer, developer, marketing <laughs> manager, implementation manager, and customer satisfaction surveyor for my company Web Design Pro. I have been treading the web web boards now for nearly a decade, and there's not a day that goes by in that time that I haven't learned something new. What a job, eh? They say do a job that you love and you won't work a day in your life. Uh That's me. Um, You can get me on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. A little bit of searching does us all good. I'm very excited for our 287th episode.
0: You believe that that's a lot uh we gotta start planning for the big 300 in a few months that's gonna be a blowout so uh my name is stephanie hudson you guys i am coming at you from the charlotte north carolina area actually in a little town just north of charlotte called denver which is very confusing to almost everybody because nobody else nobody knows that there's a denver in north carolina uh and it is blazing hot here it's so gross it is it's like okay we're going like 33 and a third 33 point celsius is not percent it's like it's it's annoying anyway it's 92 degrees fahrenheit here and like massive humidity and even though we're down in the southern united states for some reason we have horrible air quality from those fires up in canada so i feel bad for everybody who's uh up farther north than me who's getting it even worse because it's kind of uh it's icky so um now that we've done our our rounds one time i kind of want to go around again i should have done this in the first place i wish i would have thought of it but let's uh, instead of just having one definition of design phase right before the show started we were chatting about like who's going to do the definition obviously tim's hair you know it's his thing but it, we sort of started to realize like it could be different like depending on how you structure your business and your projects so i thought it might be kind of interesting for us to each share what we view as our design phase of a project um i won't go into too much detail but i'll just kick it off to say that i definitely do a separate design phase out i don't i don't start with the builder like i don't start in Divi or another builder or anything like that we we have we send it to the we send a brief to the design team who is um uh what uh, my lights are freaking out. Do you guys see this? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what just happened. The sun just came out in here. So I'll I'll worry about that in a second. Yeah. But do you the-, have the same lights
2: as me because mine do that. We're all the same. Yes, I do. You're like-
0: the one who told me to get them. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's your whole team.
2: <laughs> they are possessed. I they will admit
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad that they're both possessed, and it's not just me. So anyway, we we send it off to the design team with a brief of the project. Now this happens after discovery or strategy calls or whatever, and before development and copywriting, it depends based on what's needed and what's already there and all of that stuff. Um, So there's, there's that, and there's lots more that I want to say about it, but I'm just going to leave it there and throw it up to you guys and say, which one of you wants to sort of mention how you handle this or how, how you view the design phase as far as your projects go.
2: Should we go in a circle?
0: You can go however you want i'm dealing with the i'm gonna get i'm a ginger like i need sunblock with for these things <laughs> let's do it go eric
1: all right so this is this is uh evolved over time uh, for me um but where i'm currently at where we're currently at when it comes to putting something out there for a client doing a client's uh, project um we now, so we have three phases, we used to call them design develop deploy um, we've changed it. And the first stage is now gather, and this is everything that happens before we even install wordpress we don't set up the, the staging nothing we go through a gathering stage and it's our design phase it's just with our. Clients, we call it gathering, um, and we just think I just think it, it helps them understand what's happening. Can't um, find
2: another D word though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we're playing. Cl- we're trying to find a third one because we want to do gathering garage, where we're bringing every building, everything, bringing together, and then something for the third one with a G. We aren't there yet. Anyway, um, so <laughs> but uh, in gathering, we're we're gathering the content. Um, both copy and images, potentially video. Um, we're gathering, you know, any uh, you know logos, color palettes, um, lookbook, style guide, anything like that. Um, uh, design inspiration from the client sites they like, and we'll even then come up with a uh, um, a mock-up of the homepage. We use a, a tool called Figma. And we send that to the client, and they get unlimited revisions in that stage. Um, and then once they sign off on that, and we have everything gathered, we then move into development. That's where we spin up a staging site, and install WordPress, and run from there. Um, and our payments are even connected to that. So it's 50% down, it's 40%. Uh, payment when they sign off um, at the end of gather, um, and then we build the site, launch it, and then collect the final 10%. So for us, design is all about gathering and and bringing everything together um, and the mock-up and all that.
2: Nice. Love it. Uh, so for me, when I first started building websites way back in the day, I would do all in one, right? I would start in WordPress. This was before Divi, uh, but even when I when I first started using Divi, I would start designing and building in WordPress and Divi, and I have at least three reasons, maybe as many as five, why that you shouldn't do that, and maybe we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but that is not a good idea, and so again, we'll we'll go into that in a bit. Um, but now, Speaking what my of, process before, is
0: before we get to that, if you want to put in the chat, if you want a cage fight with Tim, why you think you should do that. <laughs> By all means, drop a comment. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, so my process now: I have a full-time designer, and so uh, essentially, the process is that I send over a a brief of here's what we're doing, uh, and then uh, kind of like what Steph mentioned, um, the content element, the copywriting is going to depend on the the exact project because I'm not doing uh, client work; I'm I'm doing more landing page design, product design uh, demo website design. Um, and so, uh, it's not typical like Eric where he's gathering content from the client, um, on, on for, with, with my business now, it's all about like promoting products and stuff. So, um, there's no client to get the copy from. I have to come up with a copy. And so sometimes I will do a full mock-up, uh, using a mock-up tool, balsamic mockups. um, and uh, and I'll do that just to, if I have something very like this is what I want, and I want my designer to to, to stick with the layout. Um, I'll do that for for layout. Um, and then sometimes I will simply just give him a brief, and then let him run with it. And then sometimes I will give him like a content outline of here's the the homepage, here's this, then this, and this, and then I'll let him come up with layout on his own. So it kind of just depends on the project and um, how clear of a vision I have, um, and so. Yeah, it just kind of de- depends. And then um, he designs it and then we we, we, we build it separately. Um, awesome. And so, yeah, I, I would love to circle back and, and um, after everyone goes and share sure. my reasons for not designing. Also, all when alone. there
0: are tools included in our in mm-hmm. this chat as we go, we'll put those in the show notes. So if you are following along at home, you can go check out the tools that we are using and try them out for yourselves if you'd like. Who wants to dive in next?
1: Um, I I just want to step in real quick for just a point of clarification. Um, not that it's that big of a deal, but just so people know, we actually now write the copy. Um, so we're not waiting on the client for copy because smart, um, we write, we provide all the copywriting and the website, the the client always gets a better website because clients are terrible copywriters. Mm -hmm. Um, We do work with them. We send them a photo shoot list, um, to, you know, we we have a kind of a standard list of photos we know we're going to want i for almost any website um and we'll edit that and they love doing that that's easy and fun and exciting and they do it right away um so just a little bit of detail nice
3: Nice. um so for us so the interesting part which um comes back to what Tim has been saying is recently I needed to look for some new designers because um Sophie's our availability I've talked about Sophie a lot of times she's my graphic designer um her I only have her on Fridays now and so I needed to find some other ones and interestingly looking around a lot of people design straight in Divi (laughs) and so finding designers who don't design in Divi was an interesting process um but the way that I do it is I definitely don't do it inside Divi. So, um, as a part of our design phase, I guess we're gathering, we require all of the content before they start. We don't require the images before because, um, we will use stock imagery initially, and then they can go replicate those images or they can find, you know, appropriate images that will fit in the locations. Cause I think sometimes they're not really sure <laughs> like how it's all going to work. So often we'll start with just, temporary images in the design phase we create two designs for them and so they'll end up with two homepage designs that we do in Adobe XD and so the idea there oh and of course we do research like and we send them a questionnaire so that's all part of our design phase I guess is you know finding out from them what are they looking for what are they like what are they like when they look around what are their competition blah 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 like all the research we've talked about that many times And then of course we'll go into the design phase where we'll create them two homepages, they'll select one of those homepages and give us feedback. And then we'll do three rounds of revisions on that. And that's usually enough. Like if they needed a sneaky fourth, that's fine. But realistically, most don't even need the full three. We're pretty close by that point. Um, and then after that we do one extra page. And so I usually just ask them because a homepage is really specific, but then often clients have. They either have like a really precious part of their website to them like whether they're i don't know if they're a real estate agent they want to see exactly what the properties are going to look like or if they're an architect they want to see exactly what the project page looks like and so usually they have one or they have a particularly complex page and so we just say let's just pick the most complex page that you have we're going to just give you one design based off the home page because at that point it's pretty clear and then we'll do a couple of rounds of revisions if needed. And then at that point, we move into the development phase. So they just get two pages because usually at that point, we've really nailed down exactly what they want. And I just sell it to them from the perspective of, if we do it that way, you save on design costs rather than us doing it in two places. Um, but I also, for my clients so far, I think they just feel that confidence seeing two of the pages before we head into the next phase. Um, but yeah, like Tim, I'm a very strong advocate in terms of doing the design first, and really Divi is what's made that possible for us. So you know, before that, I was picking a template and saying, "Hey, here's <laughs> like the here's a theme. What do you reckon? Great, I'll chuck your content into that." Divi's what's meant we can do that, and
0: yeah, I. I will be so, in on the, station. the other thing about your setup, which I was getting a message. I was, I might've missed this, but did you mention that you've got an in-house designer? You talk about it on the show a lot, but I think that that is a specific setup for well, you now, as well.
3: I, I technically at this point, currently I'm working really? with three designers. Oh, um, so I just knew.
0: Yeah. So, cool. Sophie's
3: down to one day a week. And so I needed to look around. So I ended up, um, like doing a call out I then had a look at their work then I met with I don't know seven of them and then I narrowed that down and at the moment there's still a couple that are on the list that you know I'd be happy to give a crack but there's two that I'm currently working with and I've just finished a branding job with one and I'm in the middle of two websites with another and I'm excited I'm excited about things changing but some of them work in Illustrator. And so I need to up my skill in terms of how to export from Illustrator because I'm very used to working with XD. XD makes exporting a breeze. And so I need I to up my skill. Got but more, yes.
0: tools. more tools are dropping. The great thing about having
3: three designers is that now, uh, I mean, I can work out in terms of workload what's available, but I can also work out, okay, each of them have a slightly different aesthetic. So who's going to be the right designer for this job? And I'm yeah, really cool. excited about having um, a bit more flexibility in terms of people's, you know, the things they like to do, but also the things they're really good at. And yeah, so it'll be an exciting, you know, coming year or so. I want
0: to get to Mike's, but I also have a little thing I want to throw out there and that is that you, this is your business and your clients and you're the boss. Why do you let them choose the tools?
3: Uh, they they have said they're open to XD. I want them to work as fast as possible. So, if I'm paying them hourly and they love and work really well in Illustrator, I mean, I can make them work in XD, but I think they're going to... I would probably
0: them export all the images for me then too. I yeah. And they've <laughs> offered
3: to do that as well. But I do kind of think, so one of my, one of my theories around this is there was a moment where Sophie had done something for me. She's now only available on Fridays. I needed to make an edit to something that she had done on a Wednesday. And I had to go into this file. I think it was, it was InDesign or Illustrator or something. I used to work in it all the time. It's been a long time. It took me hours to figure out how to like tweak this one little thing so I could get it back to the client. And I thought I at least need to know my way around these applications because, you know, if I hire this designer and then they bugger off, well, then I, I need to know how to use the files. So sure. some of it's about upskilling so that I'm still in control, even if I don't still have that designer around. So I don't want to give them
0: complete control. Nice. Mr. Mike.
4: Yeah, well, uh, pretty interesting to hear everybody's take on it so far. Uh, I always start from the meeting with the potential client. Um, you get an idea of what the client's expecting and. It's kind of like I used to do when I, when I started with Divi. I just went straight into Divi, uh, and I started designing in Divi straight away. Now I and I think I think we're all guilty of this actually in some ways, where we as we our business is growing, as we get more experienced, and we use different tools and do different things, we actually make the job harder for ourselves. Because I actually think if i stopped right now and just said and went back to just going and doing everything in Divi from the beginning i'd probably find things a lot lot simpler and a lot easier what i have tended to do um recently is i've i think it's really 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 important to know and uh, coloring font choices and all of those things because i think that removes a lot of the that nervous moment that you have when you first hand over a site to somebody to, to see for the first time whether you're sending them a screenshot or whether you're putting them through one of the tools which we'll mention as we, we our tool section of this podcast um, I think it's really important to understand you know to have that branding to have that all of that sorted, all of the colors that you're going to use, um, because I think that takes away a lot of that surprise and hopefully cuts down on those iterations, cuts down on the the, the back and forth that you sometimes get with people. I did uh, a, a, a number of clients use um, using XD. I went through my XD phase. <laughs> and then the problem I had with using XD was that whilst it was great for, you know, putting together a wireframe or putting together something and colouring and all of that sort of thing. When I actually then came to do the website, I my imagination started to 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 click into web design mode, if you like. So if you think of the um when you're just doing flat mock-ups, I know you can do sliders in XD and you can do little animations and things like that, but there's nothing like actually doing it on the website. And deciding whether a header is going to be sticky or whether it's going to change or it's going to go from a transparent header as you scroll into like a, a header with a background and things like that. And you're starting to make uh, you might even make font design decisions where you're doing gradient fonts and things like that, which I've done as well. So I actually find I get I'm, I'm, I'm more uh, intuitive with with doing the design phase and the design work when i actually start working on the website so branding first for me working out from the client meeting whether this client is going to be somebody that's just going to go Yeah, i don't really care you know sarah and sarah and i've talked about this and we've talked about this and divvy chat in the past where we do all these processes and we put all this stuff together and we get some clients to just go yeah that looks great <laughs> you've spent hours and hours and hmm. hours putting something together for somebody so i think that client meeting is where it all starts you get a feel for the type of person that you're going to be dealing with and if they're going to be even respond even going to be using uh, even going to get even going to the tools that you're going to be using to share the design with them and today i sent an email to um a client with just three things in it i said here's the branding here's what the branding is going to look like are with the colors on a new site that i found called realtimecolors.com mm. that's real real-time colors spelled spelt c-o-l-o-r-s.com correctly
0: then yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: and um and then i did i just created a hero section a header section and just said this is, uh, I put it into markup.io, which is how I share uh, my websites. That's the one allowed, we use, yep. Yeah, allowing people to com- make comments on, on it. So now the client has got something to, ha- to, to actually feedback to me on. And I'm hoping that the branding's gonna work, and I'm hoping that the ideas that are gonna work. And if it isn't, based on all of that original conversation where we talked about what kind of fonts, what kind of coloring, then we can have a conversation and i don't do any more work and i have stop from here i don't do any more until i've had that conversation with them
0: yeah i think that's similar to mm. sort of what sarah was saying with designing a couple pages we do two mm. pages as well we do home page and then one internal page depending on the site sometimes it's the contact page if there isn't a lot of content yet we'll do the contact page if they've got some if we're waiting on some content i mean if we have content then we'll go ahead and do an internal page just so they can get the sense because the homepage is not really a good indicator of the site but it's important yeah. it's important for it them is. to see so that so we do something similar same deal as you guys then we just stop and we send it to them in markup markup.io you guys is a fabulous tool um another one out there is Adorim, which is by our my pal Vito it's peleg it's a great tool but um we we just have been using markup for so long anybody else have what what else do you guys use to share design use loom
3: i make them a loom video oh,
0: and yeah, the reason okay. i
3: do that i know we've talked about loom a million times but the reason i do it is because you can shape your screen so i'll send a jpeg right so we send two jpegs of a home page i didn't say why we do two we do two because every time the client will pick one and then pick elements from the other one every time like every single time Mm -hmm. and it means they feel like they have chosen it they feel like Mm -hmm. they're a part of it and it ultimately means i don't have pushback anywhere further down the track
0: brilliant it's the psychology of it all yeah it's great i learned
3: it from my dad he's an architect and that's what they did when you know they were doing that and he Mm -hmm. gave that advice to me and we always do them with different vibes so if someone says i want it to be professional but i want it to be funky then Mm -hmm. you really push into the funky and you really push into the professional and then they can see it and then all of a sudden they see it and they lean one way so that's a side note but then i always do it in loom because you send them this big long jpeg and they don't understand it they're like it's so small i don't understand Mm -hmm. and so i'll always like put it in the shape of a desktop and then talk them through it. And partly so that I can try and explain some of the things that Mike said, like here you can see this one's different. That's what would happen when you hover over it. And so then they can kind of see that um, and then explain, like, we're thinking we might, you know, make a static navigation. So like, as it scrolls, they, it would like stay still, but also I can have a little bit of input in being able to say, I just love how this one feels so fresh and you know, like, because I Mm -hmm. haven't designed it and I can kind of say, I'm just one person and of course this is your website but you know so you can kind of like get a little bit of input gently to them but i think it's important for them to see it because otherwise they don't understand how to see it as a website <laughs> which i think is that's very- really a
0: that's a great point and a great tip we do i do a loom too but i use markup but it does confuse them it confuses them to see the a picture of it yes. I try and say that this is a picture of a website so it <laughs> will look it a little website. different
4: do you uh, do you do any of you, you you create a mobile wireframe or a mobile version or are you only doing this
3: only if it's really clear that in the Google Analytics or if they've said to us yeah like this is really important then we would do it Yep. but most of the time it's not necessary but if we looked in Google Analytics and their stats showed that mobile was the predominant then we would 100 percent do mobile but for most people like most websites it's still like at least 60 percent is on desktop for most of the kind of clients I'm working with yeah. and so we just do a desktop version and we talk about how this is just going to stack naturally we'll make sure that it looks amazing on mobile so i just talk them through it's very rare that they request it but if they requested it and especially if they requested it before yeah
0: i would totally do it top tip right here coming at you if somebody mentions mobile at any point in your sales talk or in your onboarding your gathering phase whatever uh ask them what phone and tablet they use (laughs) love it and then make sure it works on those because that's where they're gonna be looking oh my god yeah yeah. so i
3: just did a website for someone and the boss had this ginormous screen like they kept saying to me oh it just like looks and you could tell oh my god this must be the biggest screen in the whole universe that he's looking on it Mm. and then she one of her colleagues had it was like in between a tablet and a 13 inch laptop. And so she was getting all this feedback from one of the one of the people in their office saying, "Oh, it's just like the things like doing this funny thing." And I was like, "Oh my god, I literally have to get every single possible option with this website because they had all all the things."
0: Sounds super fun. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so now no. our time is going to zip past us on this cuz this is stuff so fun to talk about and because we all do things a little bit differently. So um, we've mentioned a bunch of tools. Are there any other tools you guys would like to throw out there? I know there's, uh, as far as the apps go, we mentioned Figma XD. Um, Tim mentioned his wireframe tool, which is sort of another, yes, yeah. if you consider wireframing part of the design phase, some I, people yeah. only do
3: wireframing and then go straight into, um, Divi, which I think can eliminate some of the, like, color and photo, you know, like they can just see the shape of it. And so I think that's not a bad approach. I don't personally yeah. want to go down that track, but I don't think it's a bad approach for some people, especially if it's not fully their skill set to just use well, wireframing instead. Yeah, the, well, and, and I think
2: wireframing is really good when like, for example, for me, like I'm not going to go in and design the whole thing. I have my designer to do that, but I can quickly lay out a page. Yeah and make those like decisions and then make content decisions of this content's going to go yeah. here. This is going to go there. You just using the wireframe tool without getting bogged down by all the options that would come in a traditional like design tool. And so, cause with Balsamic which is what I use for wireframing. It's super limited. It's not a full design tool. And so you can't design a website on it. And that's what I love about it is it, it puts you like in a box in a good yeah. way where you're only going to be able to wireframe. Cause that's The only thing that the tool does. And so it forces me to just focus on layout and and maybe some like content uh, a little bit and then have the designer run with that
3: which some of our clients give us that like some of them will come along and say this is the wireframe I've created I was thinking something like this and yeah. so you know that it's it's almost like that's the briefing phase where some of some mm. of our clients will come and say I was thinking a slider I was thinking like blah 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 mm-hmm. and they might have just scratched it up themselves or they might have had to go in some sort of app or whatever and some of them that's come cool. along and just go, I don't know, just make it beautiful. Yeah.
1: yeah. The only time we'll use a wireframe. So, in fact, we had a, a, somebody submit a form last week on our website. I got on a call with him this morning and he was like, Well, we're pretty sure we wanted to do this and we need the site to do this. And, you know, he's all over the place, but he's not 100% sure and stuff like that. So, that's when I, and it, it is going to be a big site with a lot of different functionality. It's It's a, it's a realtor and he wants a he wants a portal area for his agents that they click a button and it automatically you know moves them over to one of their other tools and and API connections where they sign in. So there's gonna be a lot of development stuff like that um, and he's one I just said, here's what we're gonna do. We, we can do a discover phase for fifteen hundred dollars for you to figure out what you what you actually want this to to do. Um, and at the end, you're going to get a wireframe of all the different pieces and parts of the website that need to be on there. So we do that and probably maybe like 25% of the time we'll do a wireframe if we're doing this, it's a discovery, a paid discovery process because the client is like, well, we." if they have lots of different ideas and they don't know, I don't want to even give them a quote until I know exactly what they want yeah. on there so i think that's a great idea i sometimes
0: have a hard time with um like wireframing is difficult for some clients if you're going to show them like i don't really use wireframing externally i only use that internally boring well they can't visualize right at least the folks that i work with for the most part so we don't people i reckon guys i reckon guys love a a wireframe
1: I honestly also uh, i only really do it to to because it's a (laughs) deliverable
0: I can to make it I look complicated something. and stuff too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree, so, so I get that. they're dull.
1: That's why I do
4: it. Yeah.
0: I um so I've got I... some
4: apps, by the way.
0: What's that? He's I've got,
4: got uh, I've got well, actually a couple of websites. Um cool. font pairings. Uh, you can go to Google's perfect pairing. Mm.
0: Uh,
4: that is um, I'll put the link in the uh, in the comments in a second, or you can go to fontpair.co. That's, that's a really idea. cool website um and you can have a look at some really good font pairings there and uh you can even add your font in and it'll, you can make some suggestions for for pairings and things like that so yeah. um i think that's quite a difficult decision font pairings uh and i think that they are so many to sort of um y- classic font pairings, isn't there? But actually when you see them and you see them in action and you see them against the website that you're creating, um, you can try different ones uh, and see how that works for you, whether you wanna go for a Serif font, Sans Serif font, whatever, uh, or just a combination. So uh, that's like a I'm gonna put those in Great. the- uh,
0: Perfect, yeah. yeah. I use, um, just jumping back briefly to the wireframe topic. Uh, I have a, like a, wireframe sort of that came from a donald miller story brand website i think it's called story site that i downloaded it from and it takes donald miller's uh basic structure for for a landing page and it has like three options for each so for like the hero section it has you know like text on the left uh, text and button and then image on the right flip that or all in the center, you know, like that. And then it goes down and it has like the, th- the value stack. It's either three across or three down or, you know, whatever. So it's got, it's not designed, but it's slightly different structure that can then be applied to different colors. So um, if I have somebody that's looking definitely for like conversions and somebody that I wanna really push uh, the Donald Miller stuff, then I'll, I'll start there and either just whip, whip up that template really quickly to send to the designers. Um, or to the copywriters, both, because then it gives them everybody sort of yep. a an idea of where all this stuff's gonna, what it's <laughs> where it's gonna go, and what's gonna fit into. Um, okay, so guys, what's a if you, just keep sprinkling tools in as we go. If there's others that you use, but let's talk a little bit about when you are um, thinking about your design phase of a project. What are some of the considerations that you would advise our audience, these folks out there, to make sure? That they are taking into consideration one um uh, one of mine just so you have an idea of what i'm saying is obviously um you want to keep accessibility in mind right so when you're coming up with colors and things and maybe mm-hmm. eric you can talk a little bit about that you're our our resident um you know damaged person is that what we call is that the respectful way of saying correct. it i think that's politically correct yeah, yeah i, I'm thought, pretty I sure thought we're
3: that's... all damaged but what else oh, yes
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One hundred percent. Yeah, my whole family is sitting over there going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, they're laughing. Yeah. Um, but...
0: For Eric's family, Eric knows I love him. This is our this is our fun joke we play. So. Uh,
1: well, yeah I mean I think accessibility is really important. Um, it's critical in fact it's you know legal <laughs> um <laughs> so you, you have to keep that in mind. Um, so I, you know it, it's not as complex as a lot of people make it um, try to you know sound to be um but uh, yeah so just learn the basics and and design smartly. Um, one this of the is things I the would
3: right. So there's there's online, you just chuck your two colors in and it'll say to you, yeah, this is good, this will work or you need, and then it'll tell you a variation. So it'll say like, if you want to stick with that color, you're going to need to change this one a certain degree. And then it'll also tell you what font size you need to have it if you're choosing those colors then you need to go at a particular font size to then be accessible so you can choose to go slightly lighter so slightly closer in colors but then you need to make it bigger if you're going to do that and so um those checkers are great especially for designers because designers generally don't it's not the way they think. They love things that are pretty. And so then you have to like, you know, say, well, that's fine. It's
0: easier to fix accessibility issues in the design phase than it is after development. And by easier, we all mean cheaper and faster. So like that oh, appeals to clients usually. Yeah. you Well, yeah. you're not getting your client set up for something and it, then you have
1: to change on them. You right. know, so before yes. the, whatever the mock-up is needs to be um accessible and so like with that so we use and i I think it's interesting so sarah's using a couple different uh freelance designers tim has an in-house designer we use a freelance uh designer and we um we we specifically focus
0: designers
1: we uh, we use a uh, a ux ui designer um and so he's coming at it from the ux ui which includes accessibility Um, but the, the thing we want to keep in mind when we're designing and and coming up with the mock-up is the client's goals. You know, there's a very big difference between designing a brochure site that, you know, somebody you know, a five to seven page brochure site that, you know, they're going to have people go check out. It just needs to be there versus an e-commerce site where you really have to pay attention to all the little details to, for conversions and, you know the the difference between start your free trial and start my free trial on a button Mm -hmm. is significant in conversion um so it you really have to know your client's goals
2: yeah and actually eric what you just said is why i love wireframing so much it's a lot easier to design for conversion and the goal of the website in that wireframe mode because you're you're stripping out all of the visual aesthetics that are pretty and they look good, but are at the end of the day, distractions from whatever the goal is of the website. And so Mm -hmm. with a wireframe, you can focus on like the headlines and like the skeleton of the site, and then you can sprinkle in, have the designer go, you know, the next phase of the design, we're actually making everything look good, but nailing down the flow, the layout, all the conversion focused stuff first, and separating that from the visual part of design yeah. um, is why I love wireframes.
1: Yeah, because at the end of the day, design. Nobody's ever bought anything off of a website because it looked nice. That I yeah. believe the design. I the mean, design is important. I for probably about have. <laughs> I, I think the design is important for most people for about you know three to five seconds. But then it's the content now the design has to s- display the content well and logical and it's, but if the site is ugly and janky and dated, like people are just going to click out and not even read anything. Um, Oh, I have so, definitely
3: not bought because for sure. site was ugly. So yeah. it could have yeah, sure. the best reviews. It could have an amazing product. That is exactly what I need. But I, even if I stick around long enough, because I've heard this product is amazing. I will not buy that product <laughs> like because I feel like they don't care.
0: Uh, this is true. I've heard you talk about specific things that you wouldn't buy because of this. So, um, yeah. guys, I want to just keep moving. I want to keep pushing us through. Sorry. Uh, I've, there's more stuff we want to cover. So what, what role, um, or what emphasis or anything do you put on SEO during the design phase?
4: Oh, I do
1: a lot. We're creating, we're writing the content.
0: So a lot, sure. Yeah, but like, Eric's and how you
4: design? <laughs> yeah,
0: go ahead, Mike. Talk about how you consider SEO through throughout the design phase.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you're really looking. You're really looking at your the the entire your all your templates, every page, every section, every heading, every body text. Uh, and every image that you want to add and also um, driving your client in that direction as well because I get a lot of clients that say to me I don't really want a lot on my home page I just want a few photographs and a little bit of text and then I'll say well Google's not going to know what to do with that then so let's <laughs> or have, have you a had a bit-
3: client say to you like when they're on the about page they're like they know they're on the about page they clicked on the about page we don't need a header that says that it's the about page and I'm like yeah. yeah but we do like,
0: yes you yeah. can't have not, not have a h1
3: that. i get no. you don't think it's important i get you think it's ugly but we're gonna have a h1 on yeah. this page
4: it's interesting because i think there's uh, google will always tell you and, and and i've yet to see this um google will always tell you that um content is king but content doesn't have to be just text is king And I've seen Google rank websites that are just like videos or they're just images or I've seen this happen. And it's all usually it's because of backlinks or because the the brand's got a name. I have never seen Google rank a website from scratch with a brand new domain name without a proper structure. So it's something you can perhaps. Um, mature to over a period of time, and you can do some A-B testing and seeing if that works. But for anybody that says, I don't really need anything, I go back to them and say, okay, well, let's look at our keyword set. Let's look at what we're trying to rank for. Um, If you're saying you don't want a lot on the homepage, then we can make the homepage much more of a sort of portal and entrance, if you like, a landing page without really too much on it. But everything else is going to have to have these keywords attached to it if we're going to rank. So I always come across my first question to everybody when when we talk about, you know, their website is what does success look like for you? And it does that also mean that you want to rank in Google as well? And I don't sit there and say, because we can get you on page one. Uh, we talk about the situation they're in. We talk about what success looks like. And if they say if they say to so, well, you know in three months i really want to be you know top three ranking then we will have a conversation about that ain't gonna happen <laughs> um, you know uh, but it could if it was something really niche and there was there were keywords that were like really just just i mean i don't know many of these things that are but actually there are some sites which i've i've built and ranked quickly but it's rare because I'm usually coming across people that are electricians, they're plumbers, they're in the construction business, they're accountants, and we are washed with, with those types of websites. So we, we we talk about a long-term strategy at that point, but it has to start with the foundation and it starts with that design phase where we're going through it. And almost when, you know, in my mind, I'm doing that wireframe that Tim sort of been referring to, where you are saying, well, here's a heading, we've got to make sure we've got the call to action buttons and call to action buttons on every single page. Mm
0: -hmm. So not
4: just, you know, not just, you know, thinking, oh, I've got it on my landing page, so I won't bother putting it anywhere else. If you've got hero sections on every single page in some way, shape or form, then going back to what we were talking about, story branding, which is how you um, always keep driving everybody to your customer journey, driving them through that website to that contact form or that phone number.
2: Yeah, the, uh, I totally agree with what Mike said. To add to it, the way I like to look at the, the whole process for for sites that SEO is important, organic search traffic is a goal. Um, the keyword Which is research
3: not always we should it's not married. always no, it's true. That's why I, that's why I put I that disclaimer because I just it, want it to be like, like a business card, right? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. So again, with the disclaimer, we're this the SEO is the goal, and um, they want organic search traffic it all starts with keyword research that informs the seo strategy and the content and then the content in my opinion should inform the layout and like the wireframe and stuff and then that should inform the design process because when you go out of order and all of a sudden the website's done and the client's like hey i want to like rank in search engines you can do that but now you're trying to do to adapt a design or you're trying to, to, to bring in SEO and, um, uh, search engine, uh, or keyword researched content into a, an existing design. It's like, you're trying to mold it around where it wasn't really meant to be. And so if you do it the proper order and you have the yeah, keyword research form the, uh, the the content and and the SEO strategy and then that informs the layout and that informs the design then everything kind of just flows smoother so it's like the more th- you separate those processes the less revisions you're going to have to do down the road and where you're trying to like uh you know put lipstick on a pig type of thing where it's like this wasn't mm-hmm. really meant to be you know but you're just trying to make it work anyway so
1: well and it and it really <laughs> this isn't an SEO uh, episode but it it also you, you have to take even a step to consider where are we trying to rank in Google? Are we trying to rank in the organic results or in the local map pack? Because how you rank in those are totally different from each other. The content on your website has very little to do with your ranking in Google map pack. So if you're only, or if you're very competitive and organic, we you might be able to rank much faster in the local than in there. So you got to take all of that into consideration as well.
0: Tim, you got a, an all caps, multiple exclamation point
1: cheer oh, from
0: man. Jake St. Peter. Yes, Tim. Keyword <laughs> research, then content, then wireframe, then design. Jake agrees. Yeah.
4: Comes back to that initial client meeting. Yeah, yeah. It sure does. What's the client's yeah. goal. Yeah. Because yeah. the
0: design, we tend to think, or not we, but a lot of times design just sounds like the pretty pictures and the colors, but really yeah, yeah. we are designing so much more than that right? Everything Mm -hmm. plays into that. And, and on that note, one of the the big tips that I wanted to give today on this topic is something that I have learned the hard way, of course, because that's how we roll around here. But Mm -hmm. um, be sure that when you are sending in your, your design brief, which I'd like to talk about that a little bit in a second, too. But when you're sending in your design brief, make sure the designer that you're using, if it's not you, knows what tools tools you're going to be using like what's the tech stack so there are things in divi versus elementor versus beaver builder that are just more default settings and that are easier to do in each of those tools and it you can make a gorgeous website that is super difficult to build or a gorgeous website that is super easy to build and there is really no reason to do it the hard way unless there's some weird extenuating circumstance but for the most part work with what you got don't make life more difficult for yourself and a perfect ex- or, oh what or, go ahead.
3: you let the designer go for it without understanding what you're using because it pushes you to create a better end product that isn't constrained by what- I'm not saying make it look like
0: do. cookie cutter every time. Here's the example. It's the perfect example. I have a client who we built their site years ago, and uh, they're a nonprofit and they, they do tickets for like, uh, their outdoor like hiking kind of events. And um, so event ticket, whatever it's called the event calendar and the tickets thing this past year it had a big update and it Mm. it broke a lot of things because we were on legacy setup with it we because we built this site several years ago right Mm. well the whole thing doesn't need redone but it really broke some of their the custom layouts that we had done initially so I took that through I just saw that it happened i threw it to the designer i said could you redesign this to you know this the the ticket page to match their layout that came back from designer looks great love it sent it to the dev team and they came back and were like this is going to take approximately 30 hours yeah i said what what (laughs) and uh so then i was like no it's not it is it is not we are not spending as much time as it would take to build a whole website almost you know so i went to one of the devs and i said listen, because they don't have a big budget. They, I know, like, they're one of the yeah. nonprofits that really, like, they're all volunteering. They're not, they don't, they're not making tons of money. And, uh, so I went to one of the devs and said, can you just please go make all these, bu- all the things on here that don't match their brand? Can you just make it match their brand? She did it. I think it took her four hours, three and a half, yeah. something like that. And it looks great. <laughs> it's yeah. perfectly functional and it's fine. That's what I meant, Sarah. I didn't mean like, stifle the creativity of your of your design team but so like, i'm 100 in agreement smarter, that not if, harder
3: if there's any technical features where i know we're going to need a plug-in I will do the research before it goes to the design phase. And so that then I can say to the designer, I'm going to use this plugin. You can make slight variations, but you can't like rearrange where things are within the thing. So like if we're using events calendar or if we're doing some sort of filter or whatever, then I'll say like, you can make font changes or color changes or whatever, but you can't change the structure of this because I don't want this to break. And I want the client to be able to update this without having problems. So yes, I'm hundred percent in agreement if it's anything technical and we've discussed the need for a plugin i will do that research first before design happens Mm
1: -hmm. yeah super important if you're going to do like a website for a realtor and they're going to use like idx mls integration yeah yeah. fun
0: fact like there's another solution to that is to not work with realtors because yeah that's that's their horrible project well we
1: just (laughs) we charge it it adds three thousand dollars we we price it and we say here's the cost of your website it's three thousand dollars if you want people to be able to search properties. Like it's just a whole separate thing. Um
2: and but, that comes after the education that no one's gonna search properties on your website because they're gonna use Zillow on Zillow. your on they're their gonna, phone. They're so. gonna
1: use it. And most of them all go, Oh yeah, but we want the lead gen. We can there's better ways to do that. Yeah, way better <laughs> ways to do that. Um so yeah, but I was gonna say I like I agree um with what both of you are saying. Like if, if you're gonna know something like that, share it to designer, but otherwise our so max our designer um i don't even know if he knows how to log in to wordpress <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. and it's really cool because sometimes we get stuff and peter and i look at it and we're like i have no idea i'm gonna do this um, but it's a fun challenge like, right it is and it really changes but i have to say it's interesting, Sarah, that you mentioned, because we were literally last week just talking about the fact that we fail feel like we're starting to get a little stale in our design because mm-hmm. Max obviously has, you know, a, a, An a look. Yeah. So we're starting to think like we need to probably, you know, at this point, bring on another UX UI designer. Yeah. Yeah, it was get- really
3: interesting. I met with, um, so I was down the coast. I happened to get this inquiry from a um caravan park so i went and met with this guy and he said i looked at your portfolio it's very beautiful but we don't need beautiful we need functional and so it was really it was an interesting process to be able to say oh don't worry about that we can create whatever you need but it did make me think yes our i'd be like what if you got both Yeah, exactly. Right. Which we would create like realistically, but I, he was a very kind of, you know, matter of fact guy and I actually had to sell him on it, but it did make me think you really want a bit more diversity than the one look. And so I'm looking forward to being able to expand our portfolio for that Mm -hmm. reason, because I think our stuff is very one look because I've used one designer
0: for a long time.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, that's good. That was was a good point. I'm I'm gonna have to find
0: another designer guys we're, we're down to just four or five minutes left here and i uh, i thought maybe we could wrap this up now that we've sort of established and this is of course we zoomed through all of this right mm. but obviously the design phase uh, is the it's basically the heart and soul of your project right that's the part where you're really making the magic happen your clients it can make or break the success of their website it can make or break the success of your budget if you screw up the design phase and then go into development there's so many things that are important and the one thing that we haven't touched on yet is how to create a brief for a design phase and i think that that's important um even if one doing it it's nice to sort of map out what you're trying to achieve first so don't write it off if you're just a soul a lone wolf and you're doing the design yourself but i'd love to hear the tips that you guys would have to offer uh in fact i just had somebody ask me um one of our focus customers just recently asked me if i would do a tutorial on how to create a creative brief because they didn't know how to do it
2: nice yeah i so my my designer Works for me full time, has for years. Uh, English is his second language, and culturally, because he's in Bangladesh, culturally very different. And so, I've learned over the years his strengths and weaknesses, how to communicate with him in order to get ultimately what I want him to do. Um, And so, I'm probably I don't have like great like standard tips for for everyone across the board, but. I would say uh something really good is when you work with the same people the same but if you're using
0: tim's guy here's what you do
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah here's what you do for my guy no uh sorry he's full time for me no one can have it uh we're gonna search bangladesh and we're gonna get him tim (laughs)
4: hey
2: bangladesh is a hub for uh design and development there's a lot of great uh contractors there by the Watch way. Watch out. Eric's yeah. gonna
0: be moving there next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um no, I think there's a lot of value in um like working with people a lot to where you learn their strengths and weaknesses, how to communicate uh with them. And so you'll you'll get to the point where you it will require less of on the brief side of things for them to just understand what you're wanting. Yeah. And so that comes with time. But for me, again, I, I, I don't do this probably in any type of formal way, but I just try to be as clear as possible and provide as many examples as possible uh, to communicate the, the, the brief of the project and what my vision is. Um, and sometimes he doesn't get it at all, like not even close. And so we have to start over or uh, we end up sometimes having to be like, you know what? I'm going to have to, I have, you know, a couple other contract designers that I'd, that are more uh, US based or uh, where English is their first language. So we communicate a little bit better. And so certain projects, I'm like, ah, oh, my Bangladesh guy is not going to, he's not getting it. So I have to hand it over. So um, sometimes that happens, but um, yeah, I guess my, my only tip is clarity and um, examples.
0: Yeah, that's good. Anybody else have tips for this?
1: Um, yeah, so we've got a form um, that we use yeah. that that goes down through a little bit about the, about the website owner, um a little bit about them, what we've learned, personality type, things like that, because I think that's important. Um, and the goal, you know, the goal of what they've looked, anything that they've shared, that they're they're looking for. And then I find three or four sites um, that I, I want to use as examples, and I open them all in tabs, and then I launch Loom. And I just say, this is what I want. I like this. I like this, you know, um, I'm thinking something like this, have at it. And that's about it. So.
3: Yeah. I think the form is the most important thing, which is like, usually we'll do a form and then we'll do a Zoom meeting with the client. And so um, that's going to get us the most information in terms of actual, actually making sure we understand particularly who are their competitors what stuff do they like they're the main two things and then getting content where possible if not we'll make it up as we go but i think being able to get that information most designers will be able to work off that and so whether you do a loom for that designer or if their skill level is high like for some of my designers i don't even need to give them more than that like that's all they need because their skill level is at the point where they get it They Mm -hmm. can look at those three examples and that's enough for them to get going on it. Um, but yeah, I would normally do a loom as well, just in terms of saying some of the, like the niche things of like the client really talked about this, this thing was really, really important. Then we also have Slack. And so I'll be putting in writing some of the things that are important to my designer in Slack so that then they can see that there, they can see the loom video, they can see the questionnaire. And
1: I forgot the other thing we send is the content um because it's really annoying to get the design and then have to you know that this one section it was you know the paragraph is you know three lines too long and so we give them the content in it and we say this is we need you to work this content and design because we've spent most of our time and most of our money in creating the content because we've done the keyword research competitor research market research all of that stuff and then spent a lot of time writing the copy so
0: yeah for sure, I I would like to just say that I, um, for us like at Focus, this is again just the different setup. I usually advise people to only use a loom if it's necessary. Like, which sometimes it is. Sometimes you just need the the visual element and like the moving around of the video element of things, you know. But, um. But the way we're set up, if you send in a ticket that gets screened by the conductor or the traffic manager, and then gets sent to the design team, and then there's a whole team that's working on these things, it's much easier to scan a list or to grab the bits that you need rather than to have to watch a video. So when we're working on a time-based, you know, we're hourly, and then like if you make, especially if you're kind of verbose, I don't know if anybody like that around here, but I don't know. uh, You know, you record a 15 minute video if three people have to watch that before yeah. it's done like that's that takes out 45 minutes off of your ticket and no yep. work has been done yet so just another thing to consider that like that does take time and so anyway just another little tidbit out there um any fun fi- oh we lost him
4: him Tim, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tim had time.
0: a minor had a minor emergency
2: maybe. i drank this whole thing since we started so <laughs> I drink a it gallon moved, of water a day quick. and it, it comes quick yeah it goes quick
0: <laughs> you know what else you do with a
1: gallon a day i was gonna say the other thing um i forgot we tell yeah. we communicate to the the designer and the developer is if we're going to be maintaining the website or if the client yes.
3: is hundred percent
1: especially because you know yeah so it you know it's we're going to make if the client is going to take the site on. We're going to make an easier, simpler site with a lot less custom CSS and mm-hmm. just and and preset. Just we're going to make it a lot simpler. But if we're going to take care of the site, we have a little more fun.
0: That's interesting. That's a that's a cool yeah. thing to think that's about, smart. guys. I I think that um, we could we could continue this discussion and maybe we will uh, in the next couple of weeks to talk about uh almost like part b of the it's not really part b of the design phase but it's like before you really start building how are you designing is the wrong word but how are you figuring out the what you're going to do in the development phase how are you choosing the tools that you're going to use for that and what plugins and all of that stuff would that be something that'd be interesting to you guys let us know in the comments uh or on the chat and of course while you're there go ahead and hit that like button hit the thumbs up subscribe if you're not already and i mean i ask every week i don't even know why i bother anymore but if you could give us a review like that would be cool Uh,
4: they're never gonna do it
0: (laughs) i know like is it that hard really please man oh man you guys are brutal you're brutal anyway thanks so much for being here you guys we appreciate you and we will see you all next week bye
1: take care bye bye